put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope So here we fucking go It's time to get real gassed It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast How's it going man? Are you alright? Yeah, it's uh, it's very hot here and I've had to close all the doors and windows because I've got quite loud uh, neighbours. <laughs> and nice, nice, and no, that's fair. Yeah, I was going to say it's roasting here as well. Uh, I think, well, I don't know what, but it was supposed to be like 20. I don't know if it's actually reached that yet, but chuff me, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's crazy. Whereabouts right. is it you live? Uh, so I live in Essex, um, like mid, 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 middle Essex, I think it's classed as, near, near Chelmsford. So what about you? Uh, Norfolk. Oh, nice. Not too far. Then. That's yeah, fair enough. Not, not that far away, is it? I had um, I had family. Well, I used to have family in Deerham, like that, that Swatham, I think, somewhere yeah. around there. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> it's yeah, weird when you start talking to people and you realise like how small the world is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was it's like um, Thrash, uh, Matt Bowler. He we would we uh, were chatting previously, and. Um, yeah, he's literally from um, like this uh, kind of a city next to where I'm originally from, kind of thing. So it's wow. always it's always weird. Is that how you kind of met then, or was it online? Uh, no, we met online, just just on Instagram. To be fair, everybody everybody that I talk to on Instagram is uh, is very much uh, no, no, that didn't really make much sense. Uh, so everybody that uh, yeah, I, I talked the people that I talk to like in like painting flash and stuff like that uh, are all from Instagram. Like I'm actually really happy and grateful in that in that kind of thing. Even though I'm against social media in a lot of aspects, but the the way that uh, I feel we use Instagram is kind of quite beneficial. So it's pretty mm, good. That's, I mean, yeah. One thing that I've loved about it is that it's quite easy to reach out and chat to people and have an idea, and someone will be willing to sort of work on it or work with you to get the design done. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. What is that kind of uh, process for you? Like, how how do you decide? Because I mean, presumably, because I've listened to a few of the the other uh, podcasts, most of them, I think, actually, and um, you know, you, obviously, you've said uh, about how how you started it and things like that. But how how do you decide that a design is like, yeah, that'll fit my brand, kind of thing. Um, it's really hard. It's, it seems to have got harder since I've decided that I want to be that, like, everything needs to fit the, like, doom, gloom style. Because I don't just want to be, like, another yeah inspired t-shirt brand. So I'm trying to get every design yeah, yeah. fit. And I think I've done well at the moment. But, yeah, it's it's very hard, especially when um, uh, artists, like, reach out and they're like, oh, I love, I'd love to work with you. I'm like, cool. What sort of designs, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, what I yeah. do, you got. And you're like, oh, I don't... <laughs> to me which is why i put that like shitty drawing out yesterday because that was just one of those things that i was chatting to someone and i was like i don't know here's three phrases i've literally just thought of and that was one of them and i was like actually i could just draw something really shitty with that like the yeah yeah never fun or whatever i was just like it took me seconds to think of but that kind of fits the brand yeah yeah um i get yeah so that's that's kind of my process like i'll just i've got notes everywhere of just random phrases or shitty ideas or random drawings yeah um, yeah but the best ones are normally when i think when i've worked with them um, like bleach dream or rumscum mm-hmm. like i'll have an idea and i'll just give them like a sentence or a phrase or whatever and then they'll just do something with it and it really works well yeah yeah i was gonna say it must be uh nice for you to kind of have found artists that you've kind of gelled with uh kind of very you know the kind of uh What's the word? You, you're kind of synonymous with each other. You know what each other's thinking and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, really, quite because it doesn't always work. And I'm trying to, I think, like I said, stay away from the tattoo-inspired clothing, clothing brand, uh, as well as not work with the same artist that everybody else is, 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 seems to be doing. Yeah, yeah. You I was going to say that. a mile off, can't you? You're like, well, they've just put something out with those, and now they're doing with like a design with these guys. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. but it's just it's kind of shitty because. There's no real brand identity if you're just doing that. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I mean, I was going to say that, that was like one of the um, big things that I was going to 
or, or something that I wanted to ask you. And I think you did address it with maybe the the uh, one where you talked to the, is it the North? Yeah, that that guy from Liverpool. Um, you know, like how do you try and stand out in such like an oversaturated kind of kind of thing? Don't get me wrong, I I think you do. I think you and the North uh, do stand out uh, to some extent. But you know, it must be. I have a lot of uh, kind of trouble, like shit. How 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 do I get my style, kind of thing? Um, and yeah, so it, it must be, you know, even even worse for 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 you guys, really. Yeah, it's it's such a tough one because you you kind of almost need to be similar, but then mm. different enough. And I think I'll yeah. just about um like abandon ship. With the North and how he's kind of done that, like he's a t-shirt, he's a um, tattoo-inspired clothing brand, pretty much. Yeah. But his stuff is uh, different enough that you know it's his. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Is like the when I thought of the the name of like Doom and Gloom, I was like, oh, perfect. That fits some of the designs I already had. It means that I've got that kind of like fun mock, like mockery. Yeah feelings and thoughts and other designs and, and all that can kind of be incorporated quite well into it. So that's the process I went then down was I've got the name, I've got some designs, I've got like, a, uh, not a tagline, but like it's when someone sees a design and then they see the name, they're like, oh cool, that all fits. Yeah. yeah. Rather than some of the other big brands and you're like, you sound very similar to this other brand. Mm. And then like, you look very similar. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and then like you said, it's very hard again for a, a tattoo artist or somebody doing art, isn't it, on Instagram to try and be different enough but still similar that you attract attention. I guess. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. I feel there was so there's a there's a guy, really good tattoo, who uh, I, uh, I hang out at a shop every now and then, um, called Nicky Lat, and he he. I, I remember him telling me that when he first started tattooing uh, or when he first started painting, like his style was so, it wasn't abstract. Like obviously it was like classic designs and stuff like that. Um, but they were, they were kind of so stylized that he felt like he dug himself into a corner with them and that nobody really wanted those kind of stylized designs. Obviously there was, there was a few, but not that many um, people wanted that kind of thing. And so he had to kind of, uh, I don't know, go back to square one and just stick with kind of the classic stuff again. So it's such a, mm. such a balancing act, I guess. Is he, is he swung back to his original kind of... Yeah, well, it, so he does like, he does mo mostly just like really classic stuff now. Uh, there's still definitely like a, a kind of folky aspect to him. Um, but yeah, he's definitely uh, kind of like a super classic guy. I'd, I'd class him as anyway. I don't. I don't know anything about <laughs> about art really. So I'm just making it up. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So I'm, I'm trying. I've got to tell myself to not swear because I swear a lot. So I'm trying not to swear too much. <laughs> Absolutely fine. I think I've swore uh, a couple of times on this. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair dues. I think it's a bit yeah. more um, authentic, isn't it? Rather than trying to. Yeah. If you swear, swear. Like, it doesn't really bother me. It's fine. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Sometimes I, I also ramble as well, so I'm sure, uh, like, if people have watched my lives and stuff, I just ramble on, uh, not nothing. <laughs> it's, you know, because I mean? it's a very one-sided conversation, isn't it? When you're like live with somebody. <laughs> so. I think I've only done it once, and that was like with Romscum, and then it just felt really awkward anyway, because I was just sat there like, cool. So, what are you drawing now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very awkward. Um, yeah. Almost like people want to see it, though, so it's something that you kind of have to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, th I think it kind of brings, like, it's a good chance, at least, I guess, personally, I find, like, lives are a good chance to, uh, not that I actually watch any of them, which sounds really bad. I don't I don't watch lives, but, like, because it, there's, because I, I kind of am in touch with so many people, as in, like, uh, you know, message, I message, like, so many people all the time, like, just to chat or do trades or to do splits or anything like that. It's kind of just cool to, and a lot of them are obviously, you know, there's some in Australia, there's some in America, uh, dude, I'm talking to at the moment, in, like, Spain and, uh, I mean, you know, all over. And, um, you know, it's just cool to be able to kind of look at the comments and kind of chat while you're doing things. Um, and there's, there's a bunch of other guys as well that have, you know, offered to uh, do like uh, the like joint lives with me to uh, kind of help me out with with certain aspects of, of painting and stuff as well. So 
yeah. actually good, good, good opportunity, like you said. I think so, yeah. The joint ones are a lot easier. And I suppose then it gets the if you're doing it with somebody that's got some sort of following as well, then you're kind of sharing audiences a little bit. So you might yeah. work that way. So. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a different, difficult beast, isn't it? Social media. <laughs> it's just such a strange one. Oh, it's, it's like relentless as well. Like you have to just constantly be not on it, but just present almost. Like. Yeah, definitely. Man. Yeah, definitely. I went through like a, a thing at the start. Well, not even at the start. I went through a thing at the start of lockdown and then like halfway through about a month ago where I was just like, I'm, I'm coming off Instagram uh, just for, I don't even think I said, I didn't know how long I wanted to be off it, but I just, I, I just, was like no I'm, I'm done with this because i felt i wanted to make sure that i was doing it for the right reasons um like i wanted to make sure that i'm painting because i want to paint um and not because i want to like feed off the attention of getting likes and stuff like that because i felt i feel like instagram's well, it's not just instagram I, I personally i don't have any other social media other than instagram so uh it was very it was very difficult uh, for me when I first set it up because I, 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 I don't know I, I don't like the attention of it and now obviously because I'm trying to get towards like an apprenticeship then I kind of need the attention to get somewhere if that makes any sense is that something um, you look at then do you look do they look at your like Instagram handle and see your following and what art and stuff you're putting out is it not just like a portfolio or whatever anymore so I, it's it, it's difficult because this is another thing that to me is very it's very loose and it's very like personal kind of like, uh, you know, it's very unique to different, different places. Some places will, you know, having some form of following, um, I'm not, not, I'm not, not saying following. It's not like I'm, I'm far from like massive or anything like that. You know, it's, it, I don't want it to come across like that, but having people who like your stuff, um, like it, it at least does something a little bit extra, you know, it might put you on, on a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, a uh, an edge than than uh, somebody who who doesn't, for argument's sake, because you've already kind of proven that you've got people who'd be interested in you know if they're buying your designs, if they're buying your prints, if you buy if you're buying your paintings, then you've got people that are interested in potentially getting tattooed by you as well. Um, so I don't think it's like it's definitely not the be all and end all. And um, I was just told when I uh, like first wanted to get start getting into it and stuff um, that you know having an Instagram can't help, it uh, can't hurt. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just now looking at your stuff. What's the um? Is there a, a name for the type, like the style you you do, or is it just? Ooh, good question. Now, the the problem is I can't draw, so that's kind of where where it comes from. <laughs> it's it's very <laughs> much like that's really good though. It's it, nah. It nah. I, the 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 worry. So yeah, I I didn't. I never used to. I used to draw as a kid, like as a kid kid, um, and then. Uh, like didn't draw for years. I hated art at school because the teacher was a tosspot. And um, so yeah, I didn't actually get into it until later on. Um, and literally, like I only started like redrawing again, probably like two, three years ago, maybe. I think it's coming up to three years actually. I literally found uh, like an old post of mine on my phone. Uh, yeah, so I think it's like three years, three years ago. Um, so I mean, yeah, my my kind of thing is that I try and do traditional designs but it's in my loose ass janky style <laughs> which mm-hmm. yeah i don't know sometimes i think oh that's all right and then some most of the time i'm just like come on man stop it now <laughs> stop stop trying it's time to stop hey, it looks really good though. It's, it's definitely got that like style to it that's not the same as everybody else's which is good yeah i appreciate that man i feel like it's it's weird because i actually only just you know like we were just talking previously about finding like your own style like i was really conscious especially like six months ago to like try and find like a definitive um style that you know kind of set set me apart a little bit not not for want of again not for i mean obviously everything is intrinsically i think like for attention you know realistically on instagram anyway um but more just so that I felt a bit better about myself. So I'm like, yeah, I can put my own spin on that. Oh, I can do that. Um, but it actually literally came like out of nowhere about maybe maybe a month and a half ago or something like that, maybe maybe two months ago. And I, I just all of a sudden just started painting like this. And I was like, what the, f- why, why, why is this happening? <laughs> and I mean, really, all it boils down to is me using the same three colors. 
but it looks i think I'm, i actually quite enjoy it now i quite like that kind of thing so yeah i don't know sorry i'm rambling that's right no i think it's um like you're saying trying to find your own style and stuff but there's obviously it feels like there's only so many things you can do to be different and um yeah. what was that book i read ages ago it was like how to steal like an artist i think yeah nice. they basically talked about like you can look at loads of people's work and kind of get an understanding from it and learn and then ultimately you have your own style because you've kind of you've mashed everything together that you like so it is yours so yeah true yeah that's a good good thing good way of putting it i guess I, there's I, there's always the, the thing in my head which is um, a guy called I always fucking, I, I always cringe when I say it, but I'm not into that much into comedy, right? But uh, a guy called Bo Burnham, he's a comedian. Um, he's, I don't know, he's like a fantastic uh, uh, performance artist, more so is, is, I guess, what you'd class him as. But he, he says something along the lines of, my ideas are, uh, my ideas are just... Um, my interpretation of other people's ideas or something like that and that's how i always try and think of things i guess yeah well that's it exactly isn't it because if you're thinking if you're straight copying from someone then it's it is just copying but if you're mm-hmm. looking at something and then going oh i could do it like this and then trying to twist it and make it more your own then yeah you will find something that's yours yeah hope so <laughs> <laughs> so um why did you move away from uh, zoology? Because I know she put years and years, and then just what decided it was enough was enough. Or yeah, that's that's a slippery slope. So uh, this might end up being a bit of a ramble. I was talking to a, a friend um, fuck, uh, about this actually the other night. Um, so basically, what what had happened? Yeah, I'd, I'd worked I'd worked with animals for ages, so I, I didn't actually go into actual zoology. Because that involved um, like a lot of effort, and I did shit at uni because I didn't do anything. So um, yeah, I, I like graduated somehow, and then went back to my old job at a pet shop, um, and then yeah, did did like a bunch of bunch of other stuff, and I just found that it was just too stressful. Like I ended up working in London, um, which really wasn't good for my like head i didn't didn't enjoy it i don't i still don't really like london I, I don't mind going you know for like the day or something like that but it's just very stressful for me i just get really anxious um and yeah i i it got to the stage where i was dreading going to work because the word the job itself was shit as well and i didn't it kind of it was against what i i believed in kind of you, know, you, zoo, you did get a, a zoo job or was it no, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. No. Um, so I worked in animal research for about two, two, three years, uh, which is obviously like a really controversial uh, uh, thing. But uh, uh, I mean, the thing that people don't realize is that the people looking after you, at least in Britain anyway, the people looking after these animals are very passionate about animals. That's, that's how they get the job. Um, so it's actually like a, a, a good thing, in, in, for want of a better word. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of moral ambiguity to it. Um, but yeah, I decided that after a while, I didn't want to be around that kind of environment anymore because I, I, I firmly believe that I was doing something um, good in helping these animals and, you know, doing doing the right the right thing. But I never really uh, uh, agreed with some of, the, you know, some of the stuff. Not that it was, uh, you know, dark or anything like that, but I'm, I'm an idiot and an absolute... Uh, uh, pillock that you know kind of uh, I, I i kind of value animal life over human life because i'm a piece of shit right um but i think that's just from my, my interest and stuff i completely acknowledge that's that's, that's absolutely ludicrous so um yeah so so i had i had a few uh, problems with that um and uh decided to, to to move away from that so i ended up working at a vets um for a year yeah, uh, and that was stressful as well. And the problem is, so the problem is with animal-related jobs, you barely get time off. It's not, it's like retail. I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people understand uh, retail, so it's very much, you know, th- there's always there's always customers to serve. There's always animals to fucking help or, you know, make better or look after because, you know, you can't just not feed them for a day. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I needed time to actually concentrate on stuff that I wanted to do with and I, I always thought that working with animals was something that I wanted to do but you know towards the end it was just something you know you just get 
and you get ripped to pieces and this was at the vets more so you know cats ripped to pieces uh yeah. there's no you know there's just no no kind of getting away from it and i couldn't cope at the vets um either because uh, again i'm an absolute pansy so you know as soon as as soon as it had, uh, come to come to blows with a dog getting put to sleep or something like that i'd be in pieces i'd be in absolute pieces um yeah sorry sorry i'm i'm completely rambling um so uh yeah i i it came it came from a dark place re realistically um where i just wanted to kind of channel my frustration and uh i don't know like sadness i guess yeah kind of yeah so that was it i ended up i started getting around this time that i was uh leaving animal research and going into vets and stuff like that uh helping out uh helping out the vets um i was uh, getting tattooed more frequently and stuff like that um so the more i was getting tattooed there the more i was like oh this is fucking really cool um and then the more you just kind of led on to that and then i i started because what, what i ended up doing uh, so one of my arms is covered with like stuff that i love uh, but i always wanted like traditional spins on um on the things that i liked so i'd go to the artist who uh, is a guy called dan marino he's at red point tattoo now in london uh, but he's an amazing artist he's absolutely fantastic um and um yeah i'd go to him with like an idea so for argument's sake i've got you you know the the classic uh you know traditional handshake tattoo yeah. uh, with someone clasping hands uh so i was like ah i like comic books spider-man is my favorite character uh i want that but i want it like spider-man so i draw like a spider-man uh thing which I, i've actually got now and obviously dan, dan reno actually made it you know a decent a decent tattoo um so i, I draw that and then i take it to him and i just kind of i liked the process of drawing the tattoos and then I was like, ah, maybe I should do this a bit more like, yeah, I like this. And then it just kind of grew from that. That was a really long-winded answer to your question. I'm really <laughs> sorry. That's Hopefully funny. you'll be able to <laughs> cut most of that out. Um, so I'm guessing, yeah, what, a tattoo apprenticeship is something you're after now, is it? Is it or have you got yeah. one? No, no, I wish. No, uh, yeah, tattoo apprenticeship is what I'm after. The, I do, I'm lucky enough to hang out at a shop, uh, Duke Street Tattoo in Chelmsford, which is a really really like traditional uh shop some really cool artists in there um but realistically it's very uh there, there's already uh, i think how many is there now like four artists who work there um and yeah it, it doesn't it's, it's unfortunate that he doesn't get uh enough as much footfall as it deserves really it's in it's in a bit of an awkward uh, spot, uh, spot in the in the city so um yeah they basically there isn't space but i help out there there's like a shop hand and uh, just cleaning cleaning tubes which my friends always take the make out of and uh yeah just helping out uh, occasionally uh, helping out customers and stuff like that just doing odd odd, odd errands from them uh, for them but uh, i made my my uh, my intention very clear that i wanted uh, an apprenticeship so they know exactly why i'm there it's just at the moment there isn't they don't really have the time for it so it's fair enough cool. it's a cool place to hang either way yeah, i say it's not because if you're hanging out you're kind of learning bits without realizing you're chatting to artists about like styles and stuff and yeah exactly and... that's it i think it's just good to immerse yourself in it almost you know it's it's a really cool place um and yeah just just being around people like actual solid people who want to paint is like a really cool thing because again like none of my friends are into the same thing or uh, do the same thing or anything like that so yeah it's just cool to hang around people with similar interests isn't it really mm, definitely i think that's something that we kind of realized um in an episode about the north that's like it it's really easy for artists to like get together and hang out and chat or whatever and mm. influences whatever but then yes yeah, there's the harder side of it is for the brands yeah yeah, yeah of course i started chatting to a load of different brands and stuff but it's yeah it's weird that you, that you can have a back and forth with an artist or an influencer or just mm. a random person that starts messaging you but the brands just almost don't want to know which is just odd yeah i was gonna say they're so oh sorry Go on. experience with like chatting to brands or whatever or would you just kind of wait and like see what happens uh, what Mike? No, the, to be fair, yours is the first, the first one that I've uh, kind of reached out to and kind of got got a chat to. 
Um, it, it must be quite difficult for you guys because obviously, I guess you you're kind of against each other for want of a better word. I mean, you, you're not, you know? <laughs> but yeah. you know, surely there's some kind of competition there as well. So I guess there's a lot of you know some people just don't want to know. Uh, I mean, that doesn't really make sense. Kind of struck on on the last one as well was that like I think it's because it's not my full time job, and if mm. it was something that I relied on for an income, I'd probably be completely different. But yeah, okay. I'm still having this as like a like a hobby and a something I want to do long term. I guess I'm of course, yeah. Other people, but like yeah, I'm just down to chat with and talk to as many people as possible. Yeah, and I mean that's that's an, another another thing that uh, you know I think Instagram in particular is such a good place for because you know I was quite hesitant to reach out to people when I first started and stuff because they're like well they're not going to fucking talk to you dude you don't know what you're doing look at the state of your paintings but actually when you when you take that plunge and just chat to people like you know the amount of help that I've got from absolutely everybody um and I don't, I don't think there's been ever been uh anybody who's ever ignored me in the sense if I'm just asking for like oh what you know what yellow was that or how did you do that you know yeah it's very very helpful so. I think, yeah, a lot of people online are quite nice like that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, which, yeah, again, which is surprising, really, because <laughs> it is the internet after all. But, yeah. I think it's just that artists and stuff are just a kind of uh, helpful bunch of people, I guess. Like, they're not really... Yeah, I, I, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Like... I have not really found an artist that's been super arrogant, but I know there are some, but like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. It might just be the level at, that I'm kind of surrounded by where just everyone's really nice at the moment. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's a good, yeah. Maybe that's a good point. Maybe I think, I think you could be right. Maybe that's, that's where we're at. Just where we're at. Maybe. That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, well, cause all these brands at the same level as me are fine chance me, but normally when I like reach out to bigger ones, they just don't ignore me or they don't even check like the message. Cause you can see if it's been seen. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, cool. I've clearly got no time to speak to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me just take that back. Forget I ever did it. Said, it said anything. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. so what sort of fantasy writing have you done? Cause I'm kind of intrigued. Oh. Well, like, oh, I wonder. Yeah, what. It's, to be fair, it's, so it's it is it's kind of it's my secondary hobby to this, right? So it's no, I, I, it's something. Uh, I'm very very amateur at, at the moment, but it's something again. It was around the same time that I started getting back into uh, fantasy writing and, and especially like world building and stuff. I'd managed to. I was fucking actually. It was it was a lot of work. And I didn't realize what kind of an undertaking it was, but I, I managed to get an article in um, World Builders magazine, which I, I, it's an online magazine. Uh, but that was actually really cool. And um, but Jesus Christ, that was that was a lot of a lot of effort. I don't know whether I'd do that again. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, they're just kind of personal projects um, that I'm working on at the moment. I'm on like the third draft of uh, contemporary fantasy. Um, thing uh, so an urban fantasy it's just urban fantasy usually has such a terrible terrible reputation is world building exactly what it sounds like it's a load of people who get together with like different worlds they've uh, yeah kind of I mean so world building uh, in general if you do it as a hobby um, so like uh, D&D like Dungeon Masters they do world building where they'll, where they'll construct like a fictional world you know just writing stuff down and getting kind of everything, everything together uh, I mean really what the, like Tolkien did uh, before he actually wrote the story was world build. Uh, that, that's you know within constructing language. I know that was never the initial point, um, but yeah. So world building can literally just be you thinking of what this race eat uh, from from that, or to what political systems they do and stuff. So that that's actually uh, why I spend most of my time building because I, I I end up getting uh, sucked into the deep dark uh, pit because. You know, yeah, sometimes you don't know when to end. Yeah, you can just keep spiraling, can't you? Because you can just keep Absolutely. adding stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just not looking at the website. 413 issues of it. Yeah. Oh, is that the right one? Is that that could be. Let me let me just double check because that might be. I hope that's the right one. Did I give you the right one? Because it was actually, I think, like a year, two, a year and a half ago or something that I uh, uh, wrote an article for it. So I could be completely wrong. Oh no, it is. Yeah, World Building Magazine. 
Uh, yeah, that one, Wilbur Magazine. They, they're currently on their architecture issue, and I wrote uh, an article for their, I think it was geological issue, but it was, again, coming from uh, uh, an, an idea, uh, kind of using my background in zoology about, like, geological issue, or geographical, was it geo or was it geological? I can't remember. Geographical or geological issues uh, that can arise uh, from like natural disasters and the impacts that these natural disasters can have on uh, ecosystems and um, animals in that in that way and how to how in my opinion because obviously it's very opinion based really uh, how you could uh, you know use that in a in a fantasy world so you know uh, I don't know if you read much fantasy but there's a there's a, a series called Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson um, and his uh, that world is is constantly uh, battered by uh, these things called high storms. Um, so it was it was kind of like a similar similar kind of thing, but it was me chatting about chatting about that and more to do with the how how it those kind of uh, weather uh, weather effects and uh, geographical effects would affect animal populations and things. Mm -hmm. That's good. I never really thought about how much work would go into that. Like I tried reading one. Uh, was it two years ago on holiday and it was so hard to read because i think it was like the first one it's still obviously yeah. everything up and it's just it's too much information sometimes to take in definitely no oh, without a doubt what what book was it did you say was it the stormlight archive no uh oh, right. was it the blade itself or something or oh yeah yeah joe abercrombie yeah that's uh, yeah I, uh, I tried reading that but that's hard work because it's yeah just names and places and things and you're like this is ridiculous like yeah <laughs> definitely yeah it's, it's a really difficult thing and i think so yeah again i'm i'm a very much amateur it's not like a case that i'll i'll ever get published anytime definitely soon um but i do have a lot of like actual fantasy uh stuff that i'm working on as well uh not just contemporary fantasy uh but yeah that, that is such a double-edged sword because you don't want to bombard things uh, you don't want to bombard readers with them because they, they'll have that exact same reaction where you, you don't want, you know, even like stupid names, a stupid name can take me out of a book like nothing else. And it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, because I have to think about like, how am I going to say this? Yeah, 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 exactly. But it, it, even, even if it's out of place, there's a series called um, Lightbringer. Lightbringer? I think it's called Lightbringer. Um, and it's by Brent Weeks. And so the, the, it sounds like such a cool series, right? Uh, basically, there's there's these uh, people who control magic, of course, because it's fantasy. Uh, but this magic system is to do with colours, and so different people can wield different spectrums of light, and they'll each create different things. So I kind of picture it like Green Lantern, um, in that kind of sense. Um, but the main character's name, I think, he's called Gavin. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'm like, you've got all these like fantastical, cool names, and then you've got the main character who's called Gavin, and I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Like, why wasn't this brought up? And it just takes me out, and I just couldn't. I, to be fair, there was a bunch of reasons why I didn't like that, but <laughs> I just couldn't, couldn't do it too much. Maybe that was the reason because they knew that it would yeah. be like a talking point, and people hate hard to pronounce names. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, and but then it sometimes has the opposite effect. <laughs> mm. It's fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, like, so like I said, laid itself. Whatever. I think I should probably give it another go because I think they, he made loads of them, didn't he? So it must be quite a popular series. Definitely, yeah. So Joe Abercrombie, he's actually, um, yeah, he's a highly respected author, fantasy author, because his his stuff is. Uh, kind of popularized after Game of Thrones, which I'm not that much of a fan of it all uh, so game of thrones uh, was like considered grim dark what's known in, in the kind of writing community um or yeah book community i guess doesn't have to be writing fantasy community there you go um where it was just so you know over the top not over the top for the wrong necessarily wrong reasons but you know everybody dies and blah 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 blah, blah which is cool if people are into that it's, it's totally fine um but yeah joe abercrombie kind of uh, did it uh I don't know, a little bit better. Uh, not a little bit better, that's probably not that's the wrong word. He he kind of combines the grimdark aspect to like more of like an actiony aspect to it. So it's not as realistic as uh, Game of Thrones, but it's still quite dark. Um, and, you know, it's actually like a book that you'd want to read. <laughs> no offense to the Game of Thrones. Thing. I've read, I think, 
the blade itself might be the third one. So yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah. I, I tried reading the first one and I can't even remember what it's which one it that one is. Um maybe best of cold. Yeah, maybe, yeah, something like that. And I, I just didn't really gel with it, but I do need to give it give it another shot because again he's supposed to be great, so I really should try a bit harder. <laughs> yeah, same. There are really good books to read on this or the fantasy side of it, so oh, definitely, yeah. Again, that's something that I only kind of it's not like i've read fantasy all my life uh, i always well actually no that's not entirely I, I i went through a phase where i i read quite a bit as a teenager but then i kind of dropped out with it at uni and stuff because i was just reading fucking textbooks and shit or not was the case just drinking um and uh so yeah and then i got back into that and i kind of delved into fantasy very very hard with like epic fantasies like brandon sanderson stuff which is again he's considered uh, you know, one of the best best fantasy authors at the moment, so it's cool. So it's like a dragon of graphic novels on the cards for you at some point. I would absolutely yeah love to do something like that, but again, unfortunately, I can't draw. I've tried uh, I've tried like doing uh, I say try I, I'm in the process kind of of like little zines. Um, I did I did a zine, a really bad one that I give people <laughs> who buy my paintings. Um, which was just like some really edgy, like writing, um, literally just like one sentence per page, but it was more just an excuse to put, uh, some like really oversaturated, uh, like bad photos. Cause I'm not a photographer or anything. It was just like a cool imagery kind of thing with some of my, um, like designs on there. And then also some writing. I don't really know what I was thinking. Um, but I did a zine for that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, planned on doing a zine that was literally just like ridiculous because I got a um I got one from a guy called uh what's he called what's he actually called I can't remember what he's actually called but he does uh, punk bird um I think it's called punk bird and it's just like this little zine about this punk bird in Florida and it's just about his little things and I was like I can do that I want to draw some like you know lo-fi cool shit and yeah I'm still in the process of doing that I don't, just I'm never gonna probably get around to to that kind of thing but yeah i don't know <laughs> i think you definitely could because you've also got that like fantasy love as well as the art side of it so i appreciate that man yeah maybe like i said i think the problem is with me i have like i have this makes me sound super fucking cool and it's not i'm not i'm a loser uh like i have like a lot of hobbies indoor by myself hobbies not like actual human hobbies um but none of I can never I can't do any of them well. <laughs> like I just it's it's just a case of like stretching yourself too thinly. <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I, I should really focus on one. As long as you enjoy doing it, then that's kind of all that matters. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a very good point. That is a very good point. I don't know. Oh dear. I uh, I noticed on one of the um one of the podcasts you say that you play uh uh, video games and stuff. Are you? Uh, I don't suppose you're playing Last of Us Two, are you at the moment? Or... I don't have PlayStation. Oh, oh, gutting. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. What, are you a PC guy or? No, I've got an Xbox. Uh, Xbox. Um, ah, fair enough. Which is really weird because I had like Nintendo's for ages, then I got a PlayStation, and then I had a PlayStation Two, and then I switched to Xbox for some reason. I think it's because everyone at college yeah. had an yeah. Xbox 360. And then I racked up a massive gamer score. Nice. And then when the Xbox One and uh, PlayStation 4 came out, I was like, well, I've got to stick with Xbox now because my gamer score. Yeah. And, uh, it turns out most people have PlayStation. I mean, it's, it's understandable, though, because to be fair, the, the Xbox 360, especially to last gen, yeah, last gen, like, really dominated. Uh, I did have an Xbox for a short time, and it was it was much better for like a community aspect, uh, you know, like having uh, chat and uh, chat functions and things like that. Um, I think I've just always been, I, I never really gave that much of a Michael about uh, the the exclusives on Xbox, so I was always more of a PS3 guy. But I don't, yeah, I don't blame you at all for for sticking with it. And the Xbox One's an alright machine as well. I, I I I bought one of them like years ago when it was really cheap on like a black sunday but i again i just didn't really gel with it i don't think i like the kind of dashboard thing as much and again the, the exclusives just don't really do much for me yeah, are you playing anything play. else other than um call of duty at the moment um <laughs> not really no i should mm. be I bought, um i bought pokemon shield 
Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. I think I've you... about 10 minutes on that. Nice. Had it for like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just trying to find the time for everything, so. Definitely, man. Yeah, definitely. And you said you work full-time as well, don't you? So it's, yeah. it's a struggle trying to get through to that. What is it? Is it like shift work or is it like nine to five kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's more shift work. It's early in the morning. So oh, like a 2 a.m. start, 4 a.m. start, 6 a.m. What? Just, yeah, it's... it's Jesus, that's horrific. <laughs> Absolutely horrific. Yeah, I'm good at not getting much sleep, so like I can kind of survive on that. Like, I think between four and six is like my limit. Right. Yeah. So, Jesus. Yeah, and then trying to find the time to play video games is just not there. Yeah, definitely. I think, Especially, I guess, obviously, you try to push the brand as well. So. Yeah, that's it. It's trying to then weigh it up, isn't it? Like, I also help my friend do a, a football podcast as well. So then it's like, oh right. <laughs> trying to do this podcast the brand help him yeah. well, there's no time but yeah I, I think in terms of like playstation exclusives there's so many that i haven't played that i really want to yeah, yeah was it god of war the spider-man game yeah it's absolute bangers loads. yeah no it's fair isn't it it's fair my uh uh, my little brother's PS4 is just broken, and he's just uh, instead of buying a PS4 again, he's, I was like, just wait for a PS5. <laughs> like it's coming out like later this year. Yeah, there's no point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I say, I mean, I think I don't know. I, I never tend to get the like next gen consoles as soon as they come out. I'll probably yeah. end up waiting ages. So what I'll probably end up doing is I'll probably get a PlayStation 4. Like like you said, wait till Black Friday. They'll be super cheap. There'll be some amazing deal. Hopefully, I'll get one then, and then. Yeah, then I'll wait That's a year, yeah. and then all the next yeah. consoles t- uh, a little bit cheaper, then aren't they? So. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I'm the same. Like, even though I would class myself as like I, I do play a lot of video games, like, I still, yeah, I'm the same. I'll wait maybe a year or something until it actually comes down, or until there's a game that I can't like not play, and then I'll be like, hmm. now what do I do? Do I do I eat this month or do I get this console? <laughs> not too sure. <laughs> stupid it's it's just the struggle of life isn't it trying to balance everything yeah, out there's it. only so much time that's it that's it there's only so much time oh god existence is futile <laughs> um yeah. are you, are you oh sorry go on oh no i was just gonna say what's your kind of oh my life goal is it uh become a tattoo artist uh, and shop? that seems to be the kind of main goal most yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of once i kind of really got into painting and stuff that was that is my main goal i once had my boss uh my current boss well supervisor technically she asked me like because i i kind of went a bit crazy and told them that the job that i'm working now because it's just like some dull office monkey job right uh which i'm really lucky to have i'm not this uh disregarding that at all especially when so many people are out of work and i don't have to work with the public which is great um but yeah, they, uh, I told her that the job was incredibly dull, pointless, and that, uh, I mean, I've got absolutely no motivation or care to, to do it anymore. Luckily, they didn't sack me, which was very nice of them. Um, and she was like, but what's your plan? Like, what is your plan? So I was like, well, I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, kind of... And I, to be fair, I keep, I keep a lot of... Uh, like the the personal stuff, I don't tell many people in real life uh, that I paint. Um, other than you know some of my friends and uh, the people at work have seen it because I I can actually do it at work as well, which is quite good. Um, and then so I told her that she was like, yeah, but what if what if you don't? What if you don't get uh, <laughs> an apprenticeship or whatever? And I was like, uh, well, good good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't don't know at all. <laughs> Not a clue. So, yeah. Sorry, again, long-winded answer, which was pointless. Uh, um, yeah, the, the, main, the main drive is to, to be a tattooist. Um, yeah. I think that makes sense. I don't think you should think about another goal or what you're going to do. If this doesn't work, you should just keep going until it works. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. There's that quote that I keep... Oh, I think I've said it on here before, um, but I have it in my head all the time. It's like, you only fail when you quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah, when you give up, like, as soon as you stop yeah. was when you've actually failed. So, like, but the, the thing with the brand, like, it could take me 10 years to get to a point where I can give up my shitty full-time job, but as long as I don't quit, then it's 
I'm still working towards yeah, it. Yeah, you're still on the road, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, it's the same with being a tattoo artist, I guess, isn't it? Like, you're going to keep doing art and keep refining your style and how good you are and stuff. And as long as you don't give up, I'm sure you'll eventually get that. So. Yeah, I hope so. I think for me, the, the most con- con- constant uh, kind of niggle that I have is that uh, I'm not that I'm that old, but I'm I'm older than most other, not most, well, the kind of, I guess, uh, stereotype for for apprentices because I'm going to be 30 next year. So I'm actually getting on a little bit. Uh, but I have talked to a bunch of people who are actually, who have who have said, well, that doesn't matter, don't worry. Like, I know this guy who's who was, you know, like 32 when he started or something like that. So it's kind of... It's just, it's, I think it's more of like a personal thing. I'm very conscious that I'm getting old, need to, you know, support my, I mean, partner and, and stuff like that and get a real job, you know what I mean? Maybe. Then I guess yeah. it's like only a, what, a third or a quarter of your life is gone. So, like, it's not. Yeah, like, true. Like, yeah, because I remember thinking when like, I was younger and I used to think, like, I don't know, 30, 40 was like really old. And now I'm kind of yeah. in a little bracket, and I'm like, I still feel like a fucking kid, like all the time. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think if you now to if you got an apprenticeship, it wouldn't be terrible, would it? I mean, you just have a couple of years of perfecting your passion. And oh yeah, of course, definitely. Yeah, I think more well, what it was, it was, it was that people would be put off by somebody older being like, ah, oh, oh, he's he's actually had like experience in the real world, so we might, you know, uh, we we don't want to pay him. Which is fine. I don't want to be paid. <laughs> I don't want to be paid. I just want to learn how to tattoo, please, <laughs> please. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's that's more what it is. But like you said, I mean, it's just just something that will I mean, it's it's not like I'm going to stop because I enjoy I enjoy painting anyway, and it's it's always something that I'll I'll pursue. So yeah, I think even if I'm 70 years old and still not there, we'll uh, we'll still be trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> be a shaky tattoo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking. Uh, what were you going to say before I interrupted a minute ago as well? Oh, sorry. Uh, good question. I can't actually remember. I think it was it was definitely what were we talking about. We were talking about your uh, thing about the brand. No, I think I've lost. I do have. I do. I'm trying to think of the questions because I thought of some questions before I came on so that I could actually uh, provide some form of meaningful uh, conversation at least. Um, I keep thinking that with every podcast I do, I'm like, why? Why would people tune into this? Like, what are they getting from it? But I think sometimes even just like a conversation with another artist or brand is is quite nice to listen to, whether or not there's going to be any interesting information in it. Like, yeah, like, definitely. I'd like to listen to. I'd be like, well, who's this artist that he's chatting to? Like, I want to know what they're all about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's. I'm not really a podcast guy, uh, only because I can never. It's the same reason that I'm not, like not an audiobook guy because I'm I'm always scared of like missing something and then like not understanding half of half of the joke. Um, so uh, when I was listening to this podcast, I was doing it while I was painting. So actually, that was that was a really good time to listen. Um, and you know, I thought, like you said, it's just going to be the conversation. But actually, like you said, it's just nice to know that uh, some. I don't know. It's almost nice to get some validation it's like oh you know like uh, i mean like i said i talked to thrash um before anyway um but you know what he was saying uh, was was like a, a very something and it's nice to know that people also go through like the same things like uh the the chat that you had with uh i think her name's emily dipstick yeah. um you know the chat that you had with her was again like oh yeah see people also feel that their stuff's invalid and pointless so you're not you're not the freak it's fine so yeah like you said i think it's i think it's important um, and, and having conversation, you know, there's always going to be different subjects that people can can talk about, which is always quite kind of nice as well. Definitely. Uh, let me have a look. What have we got here? Uh, there was actually a question that I wanted to. Oh yeah, that was it. It was about models. Like, how do you how do you go about that? And especially, how would you start out doing that? Because surely there's got to be. I mean, do you just would you just take a picture of your friend in like a top? Is that how you start out? uh what in terms of the brand or if you wanted to be an influencer type thing no no sorry yeah for more for, more for, for you for you uh you know and, and a brand in general um you know getting models must be something that i don't know is it is it difficult or an absolute piece of piss is it the same case of like oh you just message them hey would you be interested in you know uh wearing this and just give me a shout out uh 
Kind of. So I've not really got anyone, um, any friends or anything that want to do it for me, which is kind of right. Funny. Yeah, um, definitely. And then I think there was someone I was reaching out to last year who I worked with, and then she's a photographer or was a photographer and had right. loads of like alternative tattoo friends and stuff. And I was like, oh, oh like, cool. You guys like a bunch of t-shirts with your model. And it was all go- going through and then just kind of never really happened. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much either I'll reach out to someone and say, can I send you a t-shirt for some photos? Or they'll buy something or reach out and then wear it. But it's, yeah. it's such a, a shitty place to be because half the time um, the people are reaching out and they're like, oh, I'd really love to model your stuff. And then you get like one photo and it's kind yeah. of And then you've wasted a t-shirt or they'll yeah. get loads of stuff and then you've got a ton of content and you're absolutely fine. Uh, but yeah, I Pretty think... St- it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's an absolute minefield in terms of yeah, how to know if someone's going to be good or not. Definitely. Yeah, I didn't even think about it from that aspect, actually. That's, that must be really fucking frustrating. And obviously, he's putting you out of pocket as well, I guess, realistically. Yeah, it happens all the day. And I think uh, I think it's the same with a lot of brands as well. We've got like a million messages of people mm. and they're wanting to free shit, basically. And yeah, we've yeah. got no intention of actually helping you. Yeah. But then uh, the conversation I had with the North, uh, like Joe from the North last week was that if you've kind of got that inbuilt amount, it, it works better. Like we're both um, yeah. uh, not doing the Instagram advertising and we've kind of gone into like, if I buy some extra t-shirts instead of advertising, yeah. one, give those away to help promote that makes more sense. Hmm. Yeah, that was really interesting actually when you guys were talking about that. That's uh, it seems like a really cool way of, and also not putting money into, into you know the the Insta, Instagram uh, or should I say Facebook the Zook, not giving the Zook your money. By that though, I don't know. Like I think other people do as well, where you put money mm-hmm. in and then you get some likes, and then you don't put any money in, and then it seems to have they almost take them away. Like they purposely limit the amount of people you reach. Yeah, that's it. They're giving you a craving. Oh well, I need to put more money in to then reach the same amount of people. Yeah, like classic Coke or whatever it was called, old old Coke, where they changed the ingredients and then brought them back, and everybody was gagging for it. Yeah, exactly. So I think the whole if you put money into stock and then you kind of set it aside for models or whatever, mm. you might even sell it. Like, yeah, you, you, and it's it's a chance for you to reach more people because I think when people share what you've done, it seems more organic and more authentic rather than an advertisement because I see it all the time like I'm scrolling through Instagram like oh advertisement and like I hardly pay attention because yeah. it says like it's sponsored or whatever and you're like mm. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah if people are posting pictures of themselves in the t-shirt or shouting you out or whatever I think it goes a lot further because mm. most of their friends and people that follow them are going to be similar minded people so true yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's all it's all also uh, you know from my very limited viewpoint I kind of not appreciate it more but i actually like you said almost you, you stop and look oh you know john boy's got a new top you know he, that must be a real because i know john boy and john boy wouldn't endorse someone that's full of shit so it is it is quite i'd rather see that than an advertisement <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it definitely works better but it, i think starting out you almost have to take the risk of hmm. giving it away and just hoping that people <laughs> promote you like yeah it's 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 all just guesswork i think that's what i've tried to tell people is like you learn by doing and if you don't start then you're never going to get anywhere so you just have to literally go i'm going to make some extra t-shirts and give them out and hope it works or i'm going to try instagram uh advertisements or i'm gonna i don't know stick stickers around my town with my logo on it or whatever like you just have to try everything and something might work yeah yeah it's just a shot in the dark sometimes isn't it yeah, it really is. What made you kind of decide on the uh, like tattoo-esque designs? Was it just because? I mean, yeah. I mean, that, I mean that, that's a, that's a very thingy question. I don't know why I was trying to <laughs> think it. Yeah, why why those kind of designs? Um, I think it's something that like I was drawn to, and I guess a lot of people are as well. Which is why there's so many of those fucking brands. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I've I've realised a while ago that I have that like love of brands and me mm. and all that and i think yeah. the tattoo side of it is something that kind of brings it all together um yeah it's just the awkward side that there's so many yeah yeah i, I, I know what you mean I, I, I think i got what you mean do you think that the ability to recognize because did you say that you did graphic design at 
uni. Uh, was that, our college was that right? And then, so that was a strange one because like I've done the photography and art and graphic design at like college, oh, right. and then found that I didn't really have a specific style and right. I kind of I don't know. I guess I was really defeatist and like easy to give up when I was younger because like I really wanted to be an architect. Mm. And someone was like, oh, you have to be really good at maths. And I was like, oh, I fucking can't be asked with that. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bother. And then obviously found out later that you actually don't have to be that good at maths because a lot of the stuff is worked out for you anyway. So I was like, right, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, that, yeah. yeah. And then obviously wanted to do like photography, graphic design type stuff. And then kind of that conversation happened somewhere where it was like, you do realize there's a million photographers and it would be very hard for you to make a living. I was like, okay, cool. Mm. And then you're like, well, I'll do graphic design. And then the same conversation where it's like, <laughs> there's a million people how do you stand out and you're like i don't know i just really like it and then you're like fuck it i'm not doing that either yeah <laughs> i guess i was just everything i wanted to do was like yeah but how are you going to be different I don't know. Mm. it's so it's so difficult isn't it because you know growing up you're always told things like that so you're always you're always told that oh you need to do this get good grades go to uni and then you'll be able to get a job at the end of it i mean obviously now people are realizing that's not the case and people should stop going to uni <laughs> you know to do to do i me included i shouldn't have gone to uni at all um but you know it's, it's such a, a difficult thing when you want to better yourself and do something that you're passionate about but actually like you said you just told nah i remember my cousin he wanted to get into acting which is obviously like a really common thing as well and they were oh no filmmaking sorry it wasn't acting it was filmmaking and he was told by his teacher, he was like, none of you should be on this course. It's not a case of what you know, it's literally just who you know. So, you know, if you still want to be on this, then carry on listening. But if not, walk out. And about like a quarter of them walks out. <laughs> like, well, there you go. Weed them out. Someone that's really bitter with where they are in life, doesn't it? Rather than... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, But I think you, you also need to be, like you said, realistic about uh, a lot of the things. There's a lot of oversaturated things uh you know from other than like stem subjects and things like that uh which i don't include my subjects as a stem subject so um yeah I, I, you know there's just a massive oversaturation for people that uh want that and it's disappointing it's disappointing to be told that you're not really you know like you said you're not you're not going to do what you want what you love i mean hopefully we will right hopefully both me and you will yeah, I think is like I said earlier, wasn't it? That like I'm never gonna give up doing this, and yeah, that's something that a couple of people like seen on YouTube. I think Revelate, the guy who runs that, has said it like a couple of times. Like he's I'm in this for the long haul. This is my life, and it's like that's kind of what I want. Like yeah. I don't really want to do anything else. I just want to do this forever. So yeah, even if it takes like another twenty, thirty years, I'm sure I'll still be doing it. Yeah, that's good though. That's very very good to have the motivation to to do that. Um, it can take over like i think that's what people don't realize is like the again i've seen like other brands and stuff when they talk about it and they're like i literally started with like 100 quid and i bought some t-shirts and then sold them and then reinvested that money and then i've got like some more money and then mm. that's kind of the point i think i wanted to do like a big-ish summer release and obviously with like coronavirus it's not happened yeah but i suddenly realized like i had a decent amount of money like just i'd mm. just been taken over and i hadn't spent any of it i was like oh cool so I'm going to get a few pin designs done. I got some hats done. I got some sunglasses done. And I've still got some left over. And that's just from like selling stuff and more stuff. And yeah, so that's you, good. it takes ages, but you have to start small, build. Yeah. And like I've never taken any money out and I've always put little bits in, but it's, it's mm -hmm. nice. It's that slow <laughs> tick. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. I think it's, it's, in, it's a good way of doing it. I was told by... Uh, guy that I used to work with very I, I yeah uh he he always said you know you should always at least leave 50 percent in kind of he's into like stocks and things like that and shares and and uh what's what's that gambling where you you do it uh you bet bet monkey or something where you you know you, you do, you're betting on both teams to eventually make a profit whatever I don't know but anyway he yeah he he told me um you know, if you've got a hobby or whatever. So all the, all the prints and things that I sell, I prints, I don't sell prints, I sell my paintings because <laughs> I'm too, I can't, I can't make prints. Um, you know, you should always uh, keep 50% of it behind and reinvest it, like you said, into uh, into the into the thing. The other 50%, if you make enough, then, you know, you can put into into then what you want or put into savings or whatever. As it goes, I just kind of just re redo it into, into my stuff because obviously it's a, uh, you know, relatively small amount. Um, 
in comparison. Unless I say otherwise. I always feel disingenuous when um, I like sell paintings. I don't know why. But it's just it's just a weird thing for me where I have to like justify, like tell people who are buying my paintings where their money's going. Because <laughs> otherwise I feel like a fucking twat. It's like, no, I'm just buying pizza with it. <laughs> yeah, cheers, we'll get Domino's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I'm out of questions. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to chat about. Uh, no, I think that's pretty much everything, man. I appreciate you uh, letting me on as well, and uh, it's been really cool talking to you. I honestly really appreciate it. Yeah, same. It's uh, it's it's always nice to just chat with people that have like similar passions and hobbies and kind of views. Um, mm. And like I said, hopefully people get something from the like the fantasy like side of it as well, because we talked quite a bit on that. So oh yeah, I, I appreciate that. Like really I said, <laughs> yeah, if anybody if anybody does want to chat i'm always i'm always down to chat fantasy <laughs> so, that's, that's always the case i'll just chat in general i'm, I'm pretty open like my the, there's always uh again that sounds really arrogant it's not that's not that don't mean it like this but there's always people that are coming to me to ask me like advice and i'm like i'm an amateur i'm an amateur please don't ask me for advice but this is how i do it <laughs> and if you want it to look like this then this is what i do so you know i'm always down for that it's cool awesome i'll um yeah we'll have to like stay in, in contact whatever and uh without so, a doubt pretty man. much everyone like it'd be nice to have people back on later like within yeah, a, definitely. a year or something like i'll start cycling the same kind of guests and just see what's happened in the last year or whatever yeah sounds good man uh yeah without a doubt I'm, I'm always up for that like i said and uh yeah it'd be cool to to chat more often perfect all right cheers look man. after yourself man try not to fry in this weather I've, yeah, I've been sat indoors all day, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Look after yourself, man. Thanks again. See you later. See you later. Bye-bye.